The Eddie B. Sit edition, an audio series of the Talmud Bavli. Masechet Nazir has been dedicated by our good friend Jaime and Dina Dana. Hashem Yishmirem v'chayim. Fatzlacha for all their children that they should be mechunach alpi toratenu akedusha. They should grow up and they should be zochel the Torah or mitzvot or chupa or maasim tovim ubefrat for Ashkelema for Moshe ben Dina. אין נא רפאנה לו בתוך שאר חולי עמו ישראל, וגם רפואה שלמה, פנינה, בת אסתר. אין נא רפאנה לה, אין נא רפאנה לה, אין נא רפאנה לה, רפואת הנפש ורפואת הגוף, ורפואתה כרבה לבוא וכן ירסון ונאמר אמן בזכות המסכת נזיר יגן בעדם אמן. דף נ"ט Today's daf is being studied דעלו נשמת מורזי קניר ביוסף בן שרה ודעלו נשמת Abraham ben Esther. Ruach Hashem Tanihem began Eden. Amen. Today's daf is being studied. The refuah shelema Moshe ben Dina. Sarah Ruhamah bat Rachel and Sarah bat Rachel. El na refan alahem. Refuah tanefesh refuah taguf. Refuah tam kerubah labo vechen yenasom anomar. Amen. We begin today's daf on Nun Chet Amud Bet, and we are three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine lines. From the bottom, starting with the words Amar Rav. And the Gemara says, Amar Rav, Mekel Adam, Kol Gufo Betar. Which means a person is able to shave all his body hair with a razor. That means he's able to shave including the underarm, that's Beta Shechi, that's the hair under his arm. That's the hair that he has in his private areas. And he is not transgressing the sin of lo yilbash gever simlat isha. There's a law that says that a man is not allowed to wear ladies' clothes. And included in that is to do anything that would be a ladylike behavior. So the hadush of Rab is that if a person shaving all his body hair, that's not considered in the... Restriction. Now, of course, we're talking about where he's not shaving his peot, because obviously that would be isur, the peatarosh, or the peatazakan. Talking about a person shaving his whole body, uh, all the hair, including the underarm and the um, and the private area. So Rav says it's not a problem. Meti ve the Gemara has a question. Ma'avir betashehi which means on the contrary since the person gets malkut if he does such a thing if he shaves his underarm or hair or the private area because that's a lady's thing to do so he does get malkut so the Gemara says if you use a razor that's a ladylike thing ladies use a razor to cut that type of hair therefore malkut However, Rav was talking about where you're cutting it with mispadayim, where you're doing it with scissors. Comes the Gemara and says, Rav ka'amar. But what are you talking about? Rav said ta'ar, Rav said razor. That was Rav's language. The statement was, Mekel adam kol gufo betar. So I need to tell me that he was talking about a scissors. So the Gemara answers, Bimisperayim, I'm sorry, Ke'en Ta'ar. Which means he's talking about a razor that's like a, uh, not, not a razor like 
item, not a razor mamash. And what does he mean by a razor like? Meaning like a scissors. So therefore, according to this understanding, Rav was only allowing uh, to shave uh, the, or actually to cut the private hair or the underarm hair with a scissors. Comes again when it says, Amar Bar Abba. Amar Hanan Hamaabir Okay. Okay, now we have a statement in the name of Rabbi Hanan. Somebody shaves that hair, he's going to get, or takes away that hair, he's going to get Malkut. Why? Because of the Isud of acting like a lady. Metive, we have a question. This whole business of removing the hair in those areas, it's only rabbinical. So how can the Buhanan say you get Malkut? Malkut is mashrats from the Torah. But a Braita says it's only rabbinical. Kabbalah says, What do they mean when he said you get Malkut? He meant rabbinical lashes. You don't get Malkut in the Torah. In the Kedem, you only get Malkut with Rabbanam. Amre, we have another version of Rabbi Yohanan. Amar Bihiyabar Abba. Amar Rabbi Yohanan. Hamaavir beta shehi u beta erva. Loke mishum lo yilbash gever simlat isha. Which means, according to Rabbi Yohanan, it's clear, according to this version at least, that it's a sin from the Torah. Because it's actually according to Pasuk. That somebody that shaves the hair in the private area or the underarm, that's a ladylike thing to do, and if it was going to get Malkut because he's going to transgress that Isud. Ah, Metive, the Gemara has a question from a Braita. Ha'avarat se'ar enam medivre Torah, enam medivre sofrimus. What are you talking about, Braita? That says it's only rabbinical. So comes the Gemara and says, De'amar ki ha'itana. Rabbi Hanan is subscribing like the following opinion, the Tanya. So we found a Braita that Rabbi Hanan can be going like that he holds in the is going to be Isur min Comes the Gemara and says, which means according to the first Tanna that says, that it's only midrabbanan, that midoraita, it's permissible to shave these parts of the body. What does he do with the pasuk? After all, the pasuk says that a man cannot dress like a lady. Now we understand that to include things that are ladylike. So why, why, why shouldn't this be included? Ladies do do these things. How does he understand the pasuk? Because he learns the pasuk. According to the following Braita, Lo Right? It says that a poor man cannot wear a lady's clothes. And the end of the Pasuk says, Ki Hashem kol Anybody that does such a practice, it's a Taiva. It's an abomination. So the Kibbara says, My Talmud Lomar. What is the Pasuk teaching us over here? In which case is it forbidden for a man to wear a lady's clothes? So Gibbalah says, If it just means to tell me cross-dressing where a lady wears a man's clothes and a man's wear a lady's clothes, It says, no, it's got to be something that's abominable. A lady wearing man's clothes or vice versa, it's asur, but that doesn't render toiva. That doesn't make it an abominable. The enkan toiva. Which means it's only going to be a to'eva if it leads to znut. If it leads to 
to like a, uh, 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 immorality. Now, how would dressing up in the opposite clothes lead to immorality? So the Gibra says, He shouldn't dress up like a lady. And he's going to sit with the ladies now. And they're going to think he's one of them. And that's going to lead him to commit all sorts of avirot. That's already a toibah. That's what the Pesach is talking about. The Isha, and vice versa. A lady, Simlat Ish, should not put on man's clothes, and what is she going to do? And she's going to sit by the men, which is also going to lead to Znut, and lead to things that are improper. So therefore, he doesn't learn the Pasuk to talk about shaving the private areas. He learns the Pasuk, stop telling me that a lady or a man cannot dress like the other gender, and, uh, and position themselves uh, amongst uh, either the men or the women. How do we know that a lady is not allowed to carry weapons? Let's say to go to war to carry a, a weapon. That the vessel that's accustomed to a man should not be on a lady. Now, who goes out to war usually? Men. And what's the vessels of war? A gun or a weapon of some sort. And therefore, for a lady to carry a weapon, that would be considered that she's wearing keli geber. And when it says over here that what? That a geber. A man should not wear simlat isha, the dress of a lady. Which means a man should not uh, adorn himself in the ways that a lady does, which means should not put on the makeup, not a mascara or rouge or things like that, or shave in the private parts where a lady normally does in the, under the arms. So therefore, we can say that Buhanan holds like this opinion of Rabbi Ezra bin Yaakov, that it's a Sumanat Torah. So in this bright over here, comes out, we have two different opinions. One learns the Pasuk, it's coming to tell me that a man cannot dress like a lady and go sit with the ladies. That's already a Torah about. According to the Be'ezim Yaakov, it means a little different. That what? That a person is not allowed to act in a way that the ladies do. What does that mean? Put on makeup and all this type of thing, as well as shaving. So therefore, that would be, according to Be'ezim Yaakov, the same opinion that says what? Like the Be'ezim that indeed it's Asur Minat Torah. Amar of Nachman, of Nachman Hadush, Benazir Mutar, which means a Nazir that wants to shave uh, not only his head, because that's the law of the Nazir, but he wants to shave his private area, and he wants to shave under his arm, he wants to say it's mutar. Now, what's the reason why it should be mutar? So he says, uh, because the logic is over there, he's not doing it for beauty. What's the proof? Because the guy just shaved his whole head off. Uh, ladies do it for, you know, to make themselves pretty. This guy obviously is not interested in making himself pretty. He has to shave his whole head off because he's a Nazir. So therefore, could be a Nazir if he would shave those areas would not be over. But Al-Akha does not follow that opinion, meaning it applies to a Nazir as well. The rabbis went to Rabbi Shimon ben Abba. They told them, "Hazina lel Rabbi Yochanan deletle." Says we noticed that Rabbi Yochanan he doesn't have hair in those areas, and he's the one that said that if you remove it, it's isumina Torah. But we noticed uh, probably in the mikveh or whatever it was, he doesn't have uh, the hair over these places over here. Amar lehon. So Rabbi Yochanan uh, answered. Mahmad Zikna Nashru. 
which means I didn't take it out with anything, it fell off. Which means in old age, the hairs came out. So therefore, Asar Asur, obviously that's automatic. So he didn't do anything Isur. Tosfot pulls him over here, that from the fact that they asked this question, uh, ah, we don't see he has any hair. So, and why did the Gemara just say? He took it off with his scissors. And like you see, according to Yohanan, must be, there's no difference between a razor and a scissors. She says, according to Yohanan, it sounds like he's being Oseret Negamre, in totality. Otherwise, the Gemara could have answered them. They told the Yohanan, ah, we see you don't have this hair. Because I took it off with his scissors. And like you see, no. From the fact that he answered it fell out, Rabbi Anan holds that scissors also is going to be Isu. That's the uh, Tosafot's point. Comes again when I continues. There was a certain fellow uh, that was Hayab Malkut in front of Rabbi Ami. In the bed of Rabbi Ami. So they brought a fellow there to give him lashes for some uh, some sin that he committed. So when they took off his clothes in order to, you know, bend him down to give him the lashes, Iglai Betashehi. So it was revealed, Betashehi, uh, his underarm, Hazyed lo Megalah. And he said, Rabbi Ami saw that he has hair underneath his arm. So he sees that he doesn't shave. Amar Leon Rabbi Ami, Shibkuha. Rabbi Ami said, leave him alone, which means do not uh, give him uh, lashes. Then min havrayahu, he's a tamir hacham, because he knows the law. He starts shaving the uh, underarms, because in those days it was common for people to shave over there, and this guy uh, was following the law, he didn't shave. So Rabbi Talat, leave him alone. That question is, what do you mean, but if he was obligated malkut for something... How did they just subvert the law? Because they saw he was a good guy because he didn't shave uh, under his arms. So the Gaon uh, Ya'abit says that uh, he was only Hayab Malkut probably for an infraction of a rabbinical uh, nature. And um, it was, uh, they were giving him Malkut on, a, uh, on an estimation that he might have done something uh, wrong. But once they saw already that he was a Tamil uh, Hakam, so already, and, and they already stripped him down, they considered that already his punishment. Which means already he got embarrassed from that point already. So that was considered uh, uh, enough. Or maybe they gave him a little lashes, he says, and they didn't give him the full, uh, the full set of the lashes. It could be they, uh, uh, they, 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 they took him as an estimation that they should give him, let's say, 39 lashes. Once they saw already he's a tamid hachab, so they gave him the more benefit of the doubt. They only gave him uh, you know, a smaller amount of uh, lashes as well. It was probably something they say, let's say uh, yeah, he did something where Betin could have gave him the kaf zechut, could have gave him the benefit of the doubt, but uh, since he was Amaris, they didn't give him the benefit of the doubt. But once they saw he's a Tamir Hakam, how did they see he's a Tamir Hakam? They didn't shave his hair. So, okay, give him the benefit of the doubt, let him go. So, my point is, it, it's obvious if it was a regular infraction from the Torah that the guy committed, even if he had hair under his arm, it would still beat him up, it would still give him the lashes. The point of here is that uh, it was obviously something over here that uh, was able to be lenient on him because he was a Tamid uh, Chacham. Good. Comes the Gemara continues. Again, you see over here, interesting uh, from this uh, Gemara as well, that... Uh, Scissors would be forbidden according to this opinion. Because he has his hair. Must be his tamir hakam. Well, if scissors was permissible, so you have no raya, you have no proof. 
Because it could be be able to cut his hair with his scissors. And it must be that everything is forbidden according to this opinion, whether it's a razor or a scissors. Comes the Gemara and says a question. So he asked them, is it permissible to shave with a razor? Correct. These areas. Sa'ar, sa'ar beta shehi and beta irva. So Amar so Rabbi Hayat says, Asur. So he tells them uh, it's, uh, it's forbidden. Good. So Gibra says, Amar so Rav says, what do you mean? Ve'akagadil. How could you tell me it's Asur? The nature of hair, what happens with it? It grows. When it grows and becomes long, it becomes a tsa'ar to the person. It becomes uh, uncomfortable. Which means you're not shaving it for uh, beauty uh, uh, reasons. You're doing it because uh, it hurts. It's, it's uncomfortable. She's Rav's claims, Hakicha, tell me it's asur. It should only be asur if you're trying to be like a lady. But if it's just growing long, so seemingly it should be permissible because of the, uh, it's uncomfortable. You have to go with the reason why the person is doing it. If the person is doing it for, uh, for beauty reasons, you're right, maybe. But you want to tell me now, it's getting very long, the hair, in these areas of the body, and uh, it's uncomfortable, so why should it be asur? So the Gemara says, Amar leh bar pachteh. So the Hayat tells Rav, bar pachteh, son of Gedurim, son of, uh, you know, of, great, uh, of, great, of great descent, of great rabbis. Zeman yeshlo, which means the hair in these areas has a time, which means there's a limit how much it grows. The hair in these private areas, a lot of the hair in the head, where it grows and grows and gets bigger and bigger. After a certain uh, growth, what happens? After it grows to a certain uh, size, no shit, it comes out. And therefore, there's no tsar. And therefore, your question, you have to worry about your question. It's not going to get long. It's not going to get long. After a certain growth, it comes out. So therefore, there is no, uh, there's no issue. Comes the... Comes the Gemara and continues. Oh, so uh, there's an interesting Tosafot over here. Tosafot comes along. Look at the Tosafot on the bottom. The second to the last Tosafot. Givul Yeshlo. And his his, his gersa was givul. There's a limit. There's a, there's a border. Uh, uh, how much the hair is going to grow? Sheeno gadel veolech kesear arosh. The hair over there doesn't grow like the hair on the head. Veolech kasara. That's not, not going to cause a person pain. Now, mashma kesheen adam mitkaven lenoi elo linatzel. We see over in this kibbutz that when a person is not intending to do it for beauty reasons. Only to save himself from pain and things like that. If a person wants to look in a mirror, which means seemingly looking in a mirror is also a vanity item. It's also using a vessel that's really a lady thing. That's a lady thing to do, to look in a mirror, to beautify themselves. But let's say a person is giving, getting a haircut. Well, he's shaving or doing something. So he's using the mirror so he doesn't cut himself. So he doesn't hurt himself. So according to this Kabbalah, using a mirror would be permissible. 
Even the great rabbis, when they were taking haircuts, they used to use a mirror. It's interesting, that today it would be permissible to use a mirror, especially B'nai Torah. Why? Because if a person is not going to be kempt, if a person is going to look all disheveled and things like that, it can create Hashem a great Helun Hashem, a desecration of God's name. People are going to say, oh, look, these religious people, they're not, uh, you know, they're not clean and so on and so forth. Therefore, he says, today it would be permissible even for a man to use a mirror. Comes the Gemara and says, Ba'amine Rav Mirbihya. Rav has a question to Mirbihya. Ma'ulahoch. The question is, he wants to uh, rub on the hair in order that it comes out, which means cutting, you tell him he's a suit. Okay, accept that. But let's say you want to just, you know, rub on it, the hair over the, under the arm or the private area, and then the hair will fall out like that. Is that permissible or not? Which means maybe they only forbade it with a razor and uh, scissors. Right? But the question is, what about if he wants to rub it off? So comes the Gemara and says, Amar asur. He told him, no good. Forbidden. Bibikdomau. Okay, what about he wants to do with his garment? He's not going to actually touch the hair. With his garment, he's rubbing the hair. Right, and that's how it's coming out, exactly. So the Gemara says, Amar mutar. That's because you're not touching the hair directly. And that's not considered like a tikkun of a lady. So he wanted to make a haiduk. Some say that Rav's question was in a different area. The question of Rav was like this, mai. Which is, we know that during tefillah, a person is not, not allowed to touch his private uh, area over there. So the question was, during tefillah, if he's touching the area through his begit, is that, I know la, la, touching it is a suit, but what about through his begit? Is that going to be uh, permissible or not? And to that, the Gibraltar says, Ambadde Asur. Okay, told him that that's uh, Asur. And the Gibraltar says, Which means the halakha does not. Follow that ruling. We go to the Amud Bet and we begin the new Mishnah. Now this new Mishnah that we're learning actually is a takeoff on the Mishnah that we learned previously. The case we learned previously was talking about we have two Nizirim. And one of them became Tameh. And as a result, we don't know which one became Tameh. So what do we say? How are they supposed to negotiate their, uh, their Korbanot? So we said, let them bring jointly a korban tum'ah and a korban tahara. Right? And they'll stipulate. You know, they'll say, which, uh, uh, after 30 days that is. We said, let them wait 30 days. Right? And now they bring a tum'ah. Why do they have to bring a korban tum'ah? Because one of them is a nazir tameh. The nazir tameh has to bring a korban tum'ah. And one of them is ta'or. So he has to bring a korban tahara. You don't know which guy is which. So let them bring it, both korban jointly, and you stipulate. This is I'm the Tamir guy, so the Tamir Korban is mine. Right? And if you're the Tahor guy, so the Tahor guy, uh, the Tahor Korban is yours, or vice versa. Then what do we say? They have to both wait another 30 days. And after the 30 days, so they bring one joint Korban of a Tahara, a purity. And over there, the guy will stipulate and say, listen, if I was Tamir the first round, so therefore earlier, I brought the Qurban Tum'ah, and this now is my Qurban Betara, because if he was Nazir Tamir, he has to keep it 30 days to keep the Nazir Betara now. He says, and if you were the Ta'or guy, uh, 
or if you were the Tamer guy before, so therefore, so you had the Tum'ah Korban earlier, and now this is your Tahor Korban. So therefore, uh, that's the best way, or the Gemara's way, to solve the dilemma. Let them bring two Korbanot after the first 30 days, for the Safek of Tum'ah and Tara, and then on the, after the second 30 days, let them bring one Korban Tara, for whoever was Tamer the first round, is going to have to bring a Korban Betara now, and uh, they'll rely on the Korban Tara that they brought uh, the first round if they were taught originally. So comes the Gemara now and says another case. Actually, the Mishnah says another case. Met Ehad Mehim. What happened was, one of these guys, one of the two Nizirim that was Safek, died. So now the question is, how is he going to bring the Korban up with Safek? Till now we're talking about when they're both alive. When they're both alive, we have a way to do it. Okay, bring a joint, korban tamen, korban tahor, and then after the second 30 days, bring a korban tahor, and you cover all the bases with the stipulations that we said. But let's say one of them dies. They have one guy there. Or how's he going to bring his korbanot? Misafek. Amar B'Yoshua. So B'Yoshua gave an interesting advice. Yivakesh ehad minashuk. Find the guy in the street. And what? Find a guy that's willing to accept upon himself Nizirut. Now, if he's accepting to do it, you tell him the following situation. The guy says, if I was Tameh, because the guy's Safek. He says, if I know if I was Tameh or not, he says, like this. if I was Tameh, you're going to be a Nazir immediately. And if I was Tahor, you're not going to be in Nazir until after 30 days. Uh, so once you're telling the guy in the street to accept Nazirut on such a way, now you'll see how it works out. Again, the guy uh, was Safek Tamir. He doesn't know how to negotiate his Kurban. What does he bring now? So you know what? Find the guy in the street, says of Yeshua. Tell the guy, listen. If I was uh, Tahor, if I was uh, Tahor, so then already I want you to accept your Nizirut 30 days from now. Okay? And if I was Tameh, I want you to accept upon yourself the Nizirut now. Okay? So it's a stipulative Nizirut that the guy in the street is accepting upon himself. Oh, now let's see what happens. Visofrim Shiloshim. So both of them now count 30 days. Umivi'im Korban Tum'ah. Oh, so now they can bring the korban tum'ah in case uh, the guy was an azir. Guy was an azir tameh, misafek. He brings a misafek. What does he bring? He brings a hatata off, and he brings a olata off. Uh, these items uh, you're allowed to bring misafek. Certain korbanot you're not allowed to bring misafek, but a, a bird you're allowed to bring misafek. Okay, because hatata um, off, uh, its meat does not go on the mizbeach. And again, the Kwani won't eat it. Uh, and on the Olat Ta'of, he's able to make a condition that if he's not Tamer, so he'll bring it as a Nidabah. The point is, these Kurbanot, they, 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 they allow themselves to bring it with a stipulation. Okay, maybe the guy's not Tamer. If he's not Tamer, how can I bring these Kurbanot? Well, a Khatat Ta'of, you have no problem, it can be brought with Safik. And Olat Ta'of, if you're not obligated, it can be brought as a donation, as a Nidabah. So that's what he brings. The Kurban. Tahara, and he brings also jointly the korbanot of an azir tahor, which is a keves le'ola, 
a kivsah lehatat and an ayin l'shlamim. He brings his korbanot of tara again jointly. And now when he brings the joint korbanot, the tameh and the taor, he makes the following declaration: Veomer im anihu hatameh. If indeed I was the guy that was tameh. Oh, so if I'm Tameh, so then you're the, you, you accept it upon yourself to Zidut immediately. Right. So therefore, now we're after 30 days, so therefore what's going to happen? Korban Tum'ah Sheli, the Korban Tum'ah is going to belong to me, the Korban Ta'orah Shilcha, and the Korban Ta'orah Shilcha, because what was the stipulation he made with the guy in the street? If I'm Tameh, you accept it upon yourself to Zidut immediately. So now after 30 days, he brings Tum'ah and Ta'orah jointly. He says, I was a Tameh guy, so therefore I brought my Korban with Tum'ah, and your, your, your is the, yours is the Korban, the Ta'orah V'im Aniwa Ta'or, Oh, and if I'm the Tahor guy, so therefore it's a Korban Taurah Sheli. So the Korban Taurah is going to belong to me, right? The Korban Tum'ah Besefek, and the Korban Tum'ah that we brought is Sefek, which means uh, we'll bring it as a Nedaba, right? The Olah will be a Nedaba, and the Hatat won't be eaten by the Kohanim. And then, since he's a Tahor guy, the guy from the street now, becomes a Nazir only in 30 days. Because that was the rule. He says, if I was Tahor, then you've got to accept the point of something that's doing 30 days. So what do they do? They both have to count now a second set of uh, 30 days, because maybe on the side that he was Nazir Tameh, he's got to now start a Nazir Tahara. Okay, after they accept upon themselves the next 30 days, Umeviim Korban Tahara. Jointly they bring one Korban of Tahara, Nazir Tahor, Ve'omer. Again, the guy says the following stipulation. Imaniya Tameh. If I was the Tameh, Korban Tum'ah Sheli Korban Ta'arah Shilcha. If I was the Tameh guy, so my first round, mine was the Tum'ah and yours was the Ta'arah, and now Vezeh Korban Ta'arati, and now after the second 30, this is my Korban B'Ta'arah. Vim Aniwa Tahor. And if I was Tahor, so therefore Korban Ta'arah Shli, the first Korban Ta'arah that we brought was mine, the Korban Tum'ah B'Safik, and the Tameh one that we brought was going to be a suffix with the hatat of you won't eat, and the olat of you will bring us in the daba, and now this is your korban. So therefore, by making such a stipulation, we, Rabbi Yeshua figured out a case, uh, which is a case where the guy, yeah, two nizirin, one of them was suffix tum'ah, but then one of them died. Oh, so now we all know, how, how can he bring a joint korban? He's only one guy. So, so therefore, employ a guy off the street, let the guy accept upon himself the stipulative nizirut. If I'm Tameh, so then you're going to accept the nizirut starting from 30 days from now. If I'm, uh, 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 I'm sorry, if I'm Tameh, you're accepting upon yourself the nizirut now. If I'm Tahor, you're accepting upon yourself the nizirut 30 days from now. And then let them jointly bring Korbanot after the first 30 days, and then again jointly after the second 30 days with the stipulation that the Yeshua said. Bin Zoma, however, did not like this. Amar lo Bin Zoma. Who's going to listen to him? Well, where are you going to get a guy off the street that all of a sudden is going to want to accept upon himself this Nizirut? Uh, right, which means it's not, not a practical uh, uh, situation. Yeah, but it's doable. Yeah, because really it's not such a simple thing. The guy you're telling him to be in Nazif for 60 days. It's 30 and then 30. And, and it's really not in Nazif for 30, 60 days. It's 
30 out of the 60. We just don't know uh, which ones. So that's not such an easy, uh, not such an easy thing. With a chavarim, you could find one, but not from off the street. Yeah, well, that, well that's what Amir Shua said, right? So comes the Gemara and says, oh, so now we've got to figure out another option then. For so what does this guy do? Ela. So Ben Zuma says, you don't got to get a guy off the street. Mevi hatataof veolat behema. Uh-huh. Which means, after 30 days from his nizirut, he'll bring a hatataof, okay, it's a bird, hatataof, and I'll also bring an olataof, these are items for in case he was tamer. These items are not a problem to bring mesefik. Because the hatataof, you can bring mesefik, and olataof, if you're not tamer, you can bring it as a nedaba, veolat behema. And he's also going to bring a third Qurban. He's going to bring a behemah for an olah, just in case he's going to be tahor. Because if he's tahor, he has to shave his hair. He can only shave his hair on a Qurban. So he's got to bring at least one of his Qurbanot. Right? The Halakha says that the Nazito brings three Qurbanot. But to shave his hair, he has to bring at least one. So for the tahor side, just to allow him to shave his hair, if he was tahor, let him bring an olat behemah. Be'omer, now he stipulates. Im tameh ha'iti, if I indeed was tameh, ha'chatat, which is the olata of, right? And the, um, the chatata of, and the olata of, be'chobati. Okay, I'm obligated to bring those items. Ve'olah, and the olah that I brought on the side of the star, l'ndabah, it'll fall to l'ndabah. Because again, if he's tameh, he doesn't bring the olat behemah. If he's tameh, he just brings the chatata of and the olata of. So this is that the olah that I brought will be a nedava. The im tahor ha'iti, and if it did not was tahor, ha'olah mechobati. The olah that I brought, the behema, that'll be my oba, which means I shave my hair on that. The hatat, meaning the hatat ha'of, which can, bring, can be brought mesafek, and the olat ha'of as well, that'll be a mesafek, which is no problem. Now, now the sofes shloshimion has got to cut another thirty days on the side that he was tameh. Now he's got to start a new nizirut. Umevi korban taora. Now he'll bring a korban taora. He'll bring a hatat, an ola, and a shelamim. Because that's what he has to bring. In the case of a nazir taor, you bring three korbanot. Ve'omer, and he says the following: Im tameh iti, which means if I was indeed tameh, haola harishona. Nedaba, which is the original Allah that I brought after the first round, is going to be a Nedaba. Vizu, and now the Allah that I'm bringing with the Hatat and the Shlamim, Chobat, the scouts. Vim Tahor Haiti. And if I was Tahor round one, which means the Allah that I brought originally was mandatory for Hayuv, uh, so Ha'olah Rishona Chobat Vizu, which means that this Allah that I'm bringing now, Nedaba. Good. Vizu. She'ar Kurbani, which means, and now the Ola and the Shilamim that I'm bringing uh, this round over here is the rest of my Kurban, which means uh, basically a person has to bring three Kurbanot. Well, if he was Tahor, he only brought the Ola the first round. So now he'll finish his Kurbanot the second round, which means he brought his Ola the first round just so he could shake. In case he was Nazir Tahor, he brought his Ola. Now he says, on the side that, after the second 30 days, on the side that I was Tahor, so the first Ola that I brought counted, that was my Ola for Hayyuv, and now the Kurmanot that I'm bringing now will be the conclusion of my Tahara uh, situation. Right? Now I'll bring uh, the, uh, the uh, Shilamim uh, as well. Sha'ar Kurmanim. Because he had to bring what he was told. So it comes out, he's bringing his korbanot in two stages. 
on one side. Which means if he is was Tahor the first round. Which is if he was really a Tahor Nazir. So after the first 30 days, what did he bring? He brought Ola for the Tehara in order to shave his head. Good. Now let's continue on that uh, program. There was Tahor. 30 days later, if he was indeed the Tahor already, so he only brought one of his Kurbanot. So therefore he'll bring the two more that he has to bring, and uh, he's finished. And all the other stuff that he brought for the Tameh will be considered like a Nidaba or a Safik. But the point is, comes out according to the way Ben Zoma is setting it up, he's bringing Korbanot in two different stages. So that goes, Amar Yoshua. So Rabbi Yoshua comes along and says to this, When he comes out that he's bringing his Korbanot in, uh, in parts. Which means the olad that he brought already after the first 30 days, now he's bringing the hatat and the shilamim 30 days later. I mean, he's splitting them up. So, Rabbi Yoshua sounds like he doesn't, he doesn't go for that. But still, the rabbis like Ben Zoma's option better. I said, you can do it that way. I want to review, just to explain it to you uh, what, 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 what's happening again. Ben Zoma holds, don't get a guy from the street. That's not practical, it's not going to happen. Elawat, you can do it yourself. Let him bring, he's a safek, right? After the first 30 days, let him bring hatat, just in case he was a Tamir guy. The hatat items, you can always uh, negotiate it with uh, Nidava, and uh, you can bring him a safek. And let him bring an ola also, just in case he was tahor. 30 days later, if he was uh, Tamir, the first time around, so now he has to bring Kurban uh, Betara. So let him bring uh, his Kurban Betara. If he was a Tahor the first time, so now he'll just bring two more Kurbanot on that side to fulfill his, uh, you know, to complete. So the Tarat the Mishnah said, but what do you mean? You're bringing it to Hasa'in. That was a Yeshua's contention. You bring it to Hasa'in. So the rabbi said, we still, we like that idea. It doesn't matter. What's the problem? No, no problem to do with the Hasa'in. So now the Gemara begins. The Gemara says, we learned in the Mishnah that one of the Yeshua's contention against Ben Zoma was what? You bring in the Kurban Lahatsain. It's according to the Yeshua's way, you got the guy off the street. So therefore, you got the guy off the street, so everything is being brought in one shot. Meaning, after the first 30 days, I bring a full set of Tum'ah and a full set of Tara. After the second 30 days, I bring a full set of Tara. The Kurmanot are not being split up. According to Ben Zoma, however, no, I'm bringing part in the first side, in case I was Tahol, and if I was Tahol, so then the, the, the second round, I'm going to do nothing. I'm just making up the two missing uh, Kurbanot. So to that, the Yoshua said, I don't like that. So Gemara says, Vilayteh. Gemara's question is, bring it. Which means, Yoshua, what's the difference? Which is, who told you it's a problem to bring Kurbanot in two different stages? Which means we took it for granted when the Yeshua asked the Benzoah, how could you bring Kurbanot Hasein? Do it. What's the problem? So the Yemara says, Amar of Yudah Marshimu'el, that really the Yeshua agrees with Benzoah's option. That what? That if you don't find the guy off the street, then of course this is the option that you'll have to do. Rabbi Yoshua only said it in order to sharpen the students. Which means he wanted to sharpen the students 
And really what he meant to say is, yeah, and, and it's going to come, he wasn't saying it as a uh, question, he was saying it as a statement. Which means, meaning it's going to come out that he's going to bring his korbanot in uh, parts. He wasn't saying it as a question. Oh, what do you mean? He's going to bring his korbanot al-hatsayin? It's a problem. No, he was saying it as affirmative. Yeah, it's going to come out, he's going to bring his korbanot al-hatsayin, and it's okay. He was just sharpening the students to see if they're going to, uh, if they're going to accept it or not. But, which means if you don't find the guy in the street, then they're going to it's not a problem. Amar Rav Nachman said the following. According to the B'Yoshua, right, what, was the, what was according to the B'Yoshua's method? Get a guy off the street, and now start bringing, uh, you know, bring joint, right? A joint uh, tumat tara the first round, and the second round bring a uh, joint tara to settle the situation. She's according to B'Yoshua, you're taking the guy off the street. The Gemara's question is like this: My le'ebid le'rbi Yeshua le'dakaya delo lisru. What is Rabbi Yeshua going to do, literally, to the fats of the animal that they shouldn't spoil? Which means part of the uh, process of the Nazi when he burns kudbanot, they used to make hanaf tenufa. They used to wave the the fats. Which means, and now you got two guys here. So technically, you're going to have to wait until... Well, you have to wait. No, you have to wait 30 days. You're not going to bring the korban before 30 days. That's not the issue. You'll wait 30 days. Yeah. Now you got to bring a joint korban for Taran to But you got to wait until both of them shave. So it seems it's going to be like a maybe a... Which when one guy does it, so he simply shaves, and they go store the korban, and they, uh, they make the tirufa. But over here, it seems we have a safik. One guy is tahor, one guy is... One guy might be tahor, and if the guy is tahor, that means the second guy after cheese Nisrut didn't start yet. But we have a, we have a safek. We don't know. Because maybe if the first guy is tamed, then this guy's Nisrut is in play. So then we have to both have to shave after 30 days. But it seems there's going to be a delay, the Gemara is assuming, between the two guys shaving, it takes time. She's going to slaughter the Qurban, they have to wait for both of them to shave. So by the time both of them get around to shave, and you're going to do the... Tenufa, something's going to happen to the meat. The meat is going to spoil. Uh, so therefore, Ben Soma's way is better, Ruggers. Ben Soma's way is better. You're, not, you're, you're alone. You're not waiting for anybody else. Which means, it's one guy shaving. So therefore, Rabbi Nachman's claim was, well, we don't like this business over here. Now, really, we have to point out that in the last Mishnah, we had a case also of Tuni Zirin. They're both alive. Nobody died. You don't know. One is Tawr, one is Tameh. So we said they have to bring a joint korban. Over there also, they both have to shave after 30 days and bring this joint korban. Why weren't you worried over there that there might be a, uh, a spoilage of the, uh, of the fats in the interim between the, by the time they both take their haircuts? So over there you have no choice. So we have no choice, you have no choice. But here, Rabbi Yoshua, you have a choice. Why do you got to bring a guy off the street where now you get, do it yourself like Ben Zoma? So that's what the question of the Nahman was. Is, oh, I understand Rabbi Yoshua, you're putting yourself in a predicament that they're going to have to, by the time the second guy cuts his hair, you know, you're relying on somebody else, now you got to wait for him, the meat's going to get spoiled after you sacrificed it. Over there, I understand it. But two guys have no choice. No choice, no choice. But if you have an option like Ben Zoma, so why don't you, uh, why don't you use that option? That's the way the Mephashim explained. That's the Anyan of Ben Zoma. According to Yeshua's solution, two people share the same concluding korban. 
So what? They have to wave the fats. So in the case of the Nazir, the waving takes place together with the waving of the cooked zeroa b'shelav, the shelamim, which is fine. Uh, so the waving only takes place after they shave their head. So according to Yeshua, you got two Nazirin that are sharing the same korban. So you got to delay until both of them shave their hair. So by the time both of them shave their hair, the concern was that it might lead to the uh, fats becoming spoiled. Especially the fats around the intestines that they say it uh, spoils uh, quickly. Okay. Baruch Adonai Le'olam. Amen. Ve'amen.